0: Verulam Sports. Hello again and welcome to Verulam Sport Podcasting. This is Tony Rice alongside friend of the show, the voice of the OAs, the scholar of the game of rugby union, and one of life's good guys, Mr. Brian Quinn. We're going to preview the upcoming round three of this year's Six Nations. And uh, a big welcome back to Verulam Sports, Brian. How are those things?
1: Yep, uh, fine. Absolutely grand, given the limitations I've told you about my physical condition. But, uh, yep, I'm all right. Things are good and looking forward to the weekend, even though it's slightly for short.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about that. Uh, obviously, the France-Scotland fixture postponed till Wednesday. Uh, we'll build on to that. But it's still a veritable feast of rugby for fans of the game to enjoy. And I'll tell you what as well. The Six Nations, there's something magical about it. Even when the rugby isn't sparkling, just the history adds a souciance. If you've never gone into rugby union, it's on terrestrial. Get involved. You might fall in love with a game. Uh, but I guess the hors d'oeuvre for this weekend, Brian, Italy versus Ireland. The two sides basement dwelling at the moment. Uh, two defeats from two for both Italy and Ireland. The last time Ireland uh, lost their opening fixtures, uh, I think, in the Six Nations, or it's the first time I think they've lost their opening two fixtures in Six Nations history. But they'll be, I think, reasonably confident of getting a W, won't they, at the weekend. Italy looking to avoid a 30th consecutive Six Nations defeat. I can't see anything other than an island win, can you?
1: I, I think that's the, the only thing one can really consider about the game. How would and will Italy feel about losing 3-0 in a row uh, with, as you pointed out last week, not even a bonus point to show for any of it? Um, I I cannot see Italy doing much of anything against Ireland and particularly an Ireland side that will be hurting desperately for what's gone on so far this year. They, they have to make it right. They have to pull something out of out the hat for this particular season, this foreshortened season. Uh, they haven't done it yet. They will look to be doing things. We've said all about the, the fact that the, the, the team is in, uh, the, the essence of change, but surely that's rugby all over. And particularly with the game being as as tough as it is these days, a side is always dangerously close to, ta- to change in all sorts of ways. Ireland have to pull something out of the bag. They're going to need a bonus point win tomorrow, and uh, no doubt about that.
0: The last time Ireland lost three in a row, you have to go back to 1998. And although it is in Rome, I can only envisage a, a bonus point victory. Um, but when we were speaking about England in the build-up to their victory against Italy, I think Farrell as well is going to be looked to see uh, changing combinations. He's done that, seven changes this time round, And more importantly exactly as we said with regards to England-Italy, improved uh, precision and accuracy in performance over and beyond the scoreline, I feel.
1: Yeah. Yes, they're going to have to do that. It it, it has to be back on the horse again because Ireland have not been as specific as they should have been. Uh, They have to make amends this week, uh, primarily to themselves, but also to their adoring public. Um, I don't think rugby crowds are particularly fickle. But Scotland, for a long time, when they weren't putting in the results, uh, they had to suffer a Murrayfield, which was not full. Now, no stadium is full these days, but they will be in a year or so's time. Uh, Ireland, again, have to rescue a a very shabby start to a season, and they have to do it in style.
0: And I anticipate them doing just that. Um, As you say, a team in transition. They are bolstered with the return of Sexton. He wins his 97th cap. I think it's his 50th Six Nations cap. Um, A few tentative allusions, maybe, towards retirement. He has been injury plagued of late, but it has been a great career for Sexton. Coming in against Italy, he is a stabilising force. Or would you have taken the opportunity to see what the other younger man, Burns, is all about? Or are you glad to see Sexton adding that 97-caps experience to the Irish efforts this weekend?
1: Always lovely to see Sexton back. Uh, Personally, I'd have played him uh, off the bench. Uh, We'd have seen what Burns had because let's have a bit of continuity here. Uh, Sexton would have been in Burns' ear all week about what to do, what not to do, and in a very friendly way, of course. Uh, And then Burns... Could have enjoyed himself for half the match, let's say, and then drag Mr. Sexton off the splintering pile um, for the second half or the last half an hour, whatever it happens to be. He's a hell of a man to pull off a bench, isn't he? And Burns has showed himself certainly competent in doing the right sort of thing.
0: As I mentioned, there were were allusions from Sexton towards potential retirement. He is certainly, it has to be said, in the twilight of his career. Do you think he's got enough in the old legs to reach out for the next World Cup? Or do you think it will probably be the uh, passing of the torch before then?
1: I think Ireland need to look at some new guards for uh, the World Cup. Sexton certainly has the legs. Uh, He has the regime, the fitness regime and the medical regime to pull him through for that. But is it just hanging on at the end? uh, Or is it something which gives his country hope? These things are unforgiving um, rugby coaches in the selection committee does not take prisoners these days and I think that's what Ireland will be looking at. Uh, Faz is nothing if not practical and I believe he'll be looking to the World Cup to blood as many people as he can to make decisions early and then to give them a clear year of uh, knitting together
0: yeah i think as you say a man who certainly has uh, an ability to strategize think ahead i think ireland would say fans let's not forget what is two defeats from two from ireland the first time they have lost their first two fixtures in six nations history they were right in contention in both matches weren't they and you know again a red card uh, down previous uh, fixtures uh, and uh, you know a, a, a overkicked boot I know that one about those sweet, sweet candy nuts, Brian, but I'm sure the Ireland team have looked at both matches and thought, we could have been two from two here, chaps.
1: Yeah, it's... Uh, Ireland will be saying to themselves, they only have themselves to blame. Uh, the red card, uh, we've discussed it often enough, ludicrous, uh, and probably cost Ireland the Wales encounter. Um, Against France they had the chances uh, and you have to say they had the chances and um, they didn't take enough of them uh, France will be keeping a close eye on that as well but uh, Ireland it, these days it, it's the field is not big enough there are too many people on it perhaps but so when an opportunity advances itself you have to take it because it may well not come around again uh, and so it proved for Ireland they Missed a couple of chances, and it didn't come round again. They have themselves to blame. They have to make it right tomorrow.
0: Absolutely. It's a big one. We're excited for it. And I could only see an Ireland victory. Be surprised if it's anything other than a big bonus point one for Ireland travelling to Italy on Saturday. Then the next game, Wales at the Principality versus England. Such a shame. Uh, No fans in attendance. The Principality... Stadium, One of my favourite arenas across all of sport. Wales, uh, gooding for a triple crown, Brian. Um, again, before the Six Nations kicked off, we were talking about pressure under the new coach, Pivak. And his team have uh, made Charlies out of me in particular. Fair play to them. Um two wins from that opening two fixtures. England bounced back as they did against Italy. But this one against a really uh fired up Wales is gonna be a much sterner test for England, isn't it? Yes it is. And I
1: think Wales are up for it. I'd also think they're up to it as well. Uh if you look at the England selection there are very few changes other than the ones which we've already seen, courtesy of injury. Great to see Courtney Laws in, in there again, Courtney Laws.
0: He's out uh, though, you know, unfortunately. A pectoral I, strain, yeah, means he's going to miss the rest of the Six Nations.
1: Ah, uh, there's me, supposed to be a broadcaster. I'm sorry, Tony, I didn't know that. Rest of that, the Six Nations. Yeah. Uh, in that case, that, that strengthens my case. Uh, I'll take Wales to win by five points
0: i tell you what, Brian, getting in the prediction nice and early. um, But there are lots of ramifications. It's going to be an exciting match. Um, Wales, as I say, two from two, bidding for the Triple Crown. Um, But their form against England isn't so strong. They've only got one win in the last seven. England roared back, although only against the Italians. I think they will be looking for more. Again, as, as we've discussed, Law's out for this tournament now. And I'm going to bang this drum again, Brian. I want Simmons in, in the England outfit. Uh, I think in Wilson, they've got a great player coming in. He'll do a job. But I feel as though with Laws out, what a golden opportunity to bring in the Premiership's top score with 11 Exeter's captain and talisman Simmons. And I'm a little surprised that that hasn't happened.
1: Yeah, I'm also surprised that Robson isn't starting. Yeah, the way that the game, the game really came alive when he stepped onto the field. Inside of moments, there were things happening. There was a fizz that hadn't been present before. England have to fizz tomorrow. I don't believe they've got enough fizz in the locker with what's selected and what's going to be playing. Uh, I, I don't want to sound too harsh. I, I have met so many of these players, uh, and I want nothing but success for my home, my home nation. But I do not believe that enough of them are on form. Um, if you take the, the spine of the team, or yeah. some of them, I don't believe Winipola is on form. I don't think Farrell is, and I don't think Daly is. Uh, yet all three of them feature tomorrow.
0: Yeah, 50th uh, cap for Daly. I'm not entirely sure he's uh, yet to demonstrate his world-class potential. It could we think it.
1: These are world-class players. There is yeah. no doubt No doubting it. Their ability, and their, it's just wonderful to watch them when they're at their top of the game. All three of them are not at the top of the game at the moment.
0: It could be a big day for a Tiger, as much as I'm banging that drum for Exeter um, Simmons, who I think is um, such a difference maker. Um, I would have him in starting... At the moment, certainly we're talking form. He is your man, banging form. But a big day for young 19 year old George Martin. Lesser Tigers, bearded, uh, big, uh, albeit young 19 year old, uh, could well get his debut. Uh, he's a terrier, gets around the park, makes a lot of tackles. Uh, be excited for that young man should he get action and game time in this crunch fixture.
1: Yep. It's, uh, it's wonderful when somebody like that gets an opportunity. I'm sure he'll make the most of it. I'm really looking forward to seeing
0: him. Sounds, though, like for me, Brian, that you've already made your shout, seeing Wales by five. I, before I really kind of go and, and give my view, and I totally feel as though generally your form, predictions-wise, this one, it would be wise for me to follow suit, but I'm going to tease first. And first of all, Brian... I just want your brief thoughts on George North. 28 years old. It feels like he's been around forever, but the youngest player in rugby history to enter the Century Club. He's going to earn his 100th cap inclusive of British Lions action at the weekend and being in try scoring form, playing in the centres, um, was out uh, with uh, injury in their uh, last victory. He's back against England's, my goodness me, a century up at just 28. That is remarkable, isn't it?
1: A colossal player in every every interpretation of the word. He's, uh, and to come back from such a, a terrible problem with concussion, uh, it was desperate to watch him going off week after week, it seemed like, uh, and... To have come back from that, I, I wish him nothing but success, nothing but the best of health from now on the rest of his life. Uh, and congratulations on a wonderful career and 100 caps. Absolutely deserved all the way around. To see him come alive when he scored his try against Ireland. yeah, it was, it was like the game did exactly that. He, he, I seem to remember he turned 180 degrees when the opportunity uh, opened itself. Uh, and it was instant acceleration for a big man that very difficult to do but he was straight over that line like a greyhound and nobody was going to catch him I think there were five people thrashing around in his wake Uh, didn't make any difference George was there a wonderful wonderful adjunct to to Wales's game and of course to the British Lions
0: do you know, I love that you mentioned the British lines, and I'm still waiting eagerly to hear developments as to how that happens. Whether we will be in South Africa, whether it could well be on neutral ground in Australia, uh, whatever the developments are. Please, God, let there be this, some form of British lines action the um in 2021 but my word i mean there's been some imagery and uh, iconic players and just wonderful memories from that wonderful outfit i know you're a big lover of the lions but right up there in recent memory was that wonderful effort for him against uh australia a few years back where he was absolutely outstanding and you know again almost in attack not defense He dumper trucks a would-be Australian defender and marauds forwards a full 15, 20 yards. It really is up there in rugby folklore and imagery, isn't it, that one?
1: Well, it's (laughs) Israel Folau,
0: isn't it? That's the baby. Uh,
1: It it was on on all of the videos and uh, everybody had a different version of Waltzing Matilda after that.
0: Hey, I tell you what, though uh, another young man from Wales who's at the other end of his career spectrum, uh, but he—if I think—certainly a line in the making. Is the current try, uh, top try scorer in this tournament with three, and I think he's got four tries in his opening six games. We've eulogised him about him, haven't we? Uh, based in the Gallagher Premiership for Gloucester, so England will know all about. Uh, Reece Zamet but just give us an idea Brian of his potential as it's already been realised in our here and now
1: He's young enough not to be fazed by it, not to be fazed by anything.
0: What they've told
1: him is go out there, use your acceleration, score, try it. And it's like he said, oh, well, if that's the only thing I've got to do, fine. That's exactly what I'll do. And that's what he's doing. He's also loving every minute of it. and um, he's, he's proving to be a very popular man as well. Very popular in the Welsh camp and hugely popular in Gloucester. The only person who probably he's not very popular with is Eddie Jones. But there again, Eddie, <laughs> Eddie had the opportunity to... Recruit him, uh, for some reason, didn't take it. But hey, what do I know? I'm only talking about it. I'm not doing it.
0: (laughs) Hey, listen, Brian, I think uh, you've made some pretty powerful points. And you're on fire with your predictions. And you are predicting Wales by five. Uh, It's at the Principality. They are bidding for their Grand Slam. Uh, They've opened uh, their Six Nations efforts with two straight wins on six occasions, on four of those occasions, not only have they claimed the Triple Crown, but gone on to get the Grand Slam. Brian's on form with his predictions. But just simply for entertainment's sake, I'm going to back against Brian. I would have back England to make it two straight. Um, yeah. I, I don't think necessarily they're a team on form. Um, but I think if they can keep it tight, if they can keep it restricted, but then just have that willingness to play some rugby and get their backs into the game. Watson and May, of course, demonstrating their power and their firepower last weekend looked hungry for action. More of the same will be necessary. I think Wales go in his favourites. I would not be at all shocked to discover that uh, Mr Quinn remains on immense prediction form. But uh, well, just, just for fun, I'm back in England. <laughs> you,
1: you said England if they keep it tight. That's exactly what I don't want them doing <laughs>
0: By I which I mean the, the score line, not the right, game okay. line. Keep okay. it tight um, so they they they're, they're in contention again. I, I believe if they put everything to their
1: own potential, play with a smile and their heads up, I believe they could they could be out of sight of Wales by half time. I don't know whether there's a confidence issue, uh, quite why everything is as tight as it is. I I don't know why they're not using a, probably the world's best well, one of the world's best back three, and they're certainly not, why the pivot problem seems to be so ominous now and why they don't have a nine there with the sparkle of a very young man. All of these questions remain to be
0: answered. Yeah, could they be discovered on Saturday? It's a big game uh, at the Principality. I just love that arena, I really do. Wales-England. Uh, Wales bidding for a triple crown. Can they retain their dreams of a Grand Slam? England looking to get to uh, a consecutive wins. I'm back in England. Brian's going in Wales. I think he's going to be right. But it's going to be a fun game. Anyway, the final one, Brian. It should have been on Sunday. France-Scotland. France topped the six nations at the moment. Scotland were well in contention against uh, Wales, going down to a bonus point defeat But we spoke about, maybe some game management issues, which I think they would have learned an awful lot from that one. But COVID's hit, as it hits so many of us at the moment, uh, plaguing the French side. Sorry to use a pun. So this game has been postponed until Wednesday. So I can't give you any team news. Um, So we can only really go on what we've witnessed so far. And overall, I know that was a bad defeat for Scotland, really. Um, But I've been so impressed in recent time, not just in a recent sort of snap of action, but in recent time with what Gregor Townsend is instilling. With Hogg, who talking lines for me as a sure thing, starting 15, you could certainly make a rather good case that Finn is your starting Lions 10. I love grey in the lock. I mean, again, you talk of that spine. It's a really strong spine that Scotland have. I think they were going great uh, guns. But quite frankly, the strength and depth of French rugby at the moment, those great coaches we've discussed, I'd be surprised if it's anything other than a French win on Wednesday.
1: Yes, I'd I'd agree with that. Uh, Scotland will be disappointed about the last results. Uh, certainly about uh, the card. Which uh, dare I offer a, a judgment on that? I think it was gratuitous for the opposition, and I think it was harsh um, to to have been. I don't believe any menace was intended at all. However, that's just my view. It's not the view of the club, or indeed anybody else. It's just mine. It's a difficult match to call. We've already seen what France's third team can do against yes. England last year. Um, so I, I don't believe it if they say they're seriously weak, and that, uh, that's just not true. You've already alluded to the fact that the strength and depth of French rugby is wonderful. You've also mentioned the, the coaching situation again. Uh, they're going they're great guns, and they've got a sensible defence. This is a uh, France like we've not seen before, and I, I think they'll be quite cross that the match has been delayed a bit, and that won't help Scotland. Uh, we, we will see. But I would take France to, to win this. Uh, I think Scotland will make a very decent fist of it. Uh, and I hope they do. But I don't think they've quite got the firepower yet. A year from now, that may change.
0: But i tell you something, Brian. Again, I'm going France here. Uh, again, people just to remember that, as you say, a third choice French side, um, shown of so many players, 25 full Uh, stars really because of political reasons against England last year quite recently actually uh, took England to extra time Um, but I think Scotland will learn an awful lot from that defeat against Wales and I think they are going to be a real force very very impressed with Gregor Townsend you know
1: yep Yep, absolutely wonderful. Uh, He's doing a grand job, uh, and he's got some wonderful strength to work with. You've already said Ray in in the pack, and uh, one of the best fullbacks in the world at 15, prepared to run from anywhere, uh, if only other teams had that vision. Um, However, Scotland have got him, and I believe they'll make the most of him. They certainly have so far.
0: Hey, make the most of your Six Nations weekend. As I say, if you've never got into it before, give it a whirl. It's on Terrestrial TV. You could well become a rugby lover. And I love, Brian, genuinely love talking rugby with your good self. As I say, your punditry form is exemplary this season. It's usually rather good. uh, But I would like to take a moment to wish you and everybody at the OAs, by the way, every continued joy and success. And I would like to wish you a jolly good Six Nations weekend. And I look forward to unpacking it with you uh, next week.
1: Fantastic. Thanks, Tony. Have a great weekend. Talk to you next week.